Hi there, Africa is a provider of the world except for Africans. Why is that? Why Africans are people who are not proud of their Africa? Why would they rather die living in Africa instead of dying making Africa better? My name is Tushai Song Ashir. I am the host of my lovely Africa podcast. And I had a conversation with Francois Eyang and Patriotic Boy living in Rwanda. You will be amazed by how he looks at Africa and his African dream. I wish that many Africans had the same dream. But before we dive into the conversation, follow my lovely Africa on all streaming platforms. Ogele, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. And tell us, what is your African dream? Enjoy. Hello. Hi, hi. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. You? Yeah, I'm good too. Yeah, thank you for accepting my invitation to my lovely Africa podcast. You are one of my first my first guests, and uh, I really appreciate your accepting to my invitation. So, before we start, can you introduce yourself? All right, thank you. So I'm also glad to be here. Um, my name is Usanese uh, Eme Francois. I'm a student uh, in biomedical equipment technology at IPS Kigali. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also uh, a good lover uh, technology, just uh, uh, about programming and even machine learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm 12, I'm 21 years old now. So where do you live? Oh, I live uh, in different places, but uh, now I'm in Uganda. In Uganda. Yeah. Okay, yes, so Uganda, actually, Francis, the, there is a, there is a, a non-profit organization that is called My African Dream, but we are not going to talk about that today. Have you heard about the term African Dream? We are not talking about the nonprofit organization. Have you heard about that term before? Uh, yes, I've heard it uh, about the African dream. Uh, I would just yeah, refer to the others, how they think, and mm-hmm. they also how they have started just uh, implementing uh, uh, the dream they had for Africa, even for their families and even uh, the people around the continent. Uh, African dream, uh, I may say that uh, for me, it's like uh, having uh, these uh, 54 countries just unite together, uh, having the same uh, vision, just aim to the same vision. So that's how I understand it. Uh, the, the cooperation, the commitment, the, the commitment in everything, uh, about the leadership in business, just to have these uh, 54 countries together uh, with one uh, same vision. So that's how I understand uh, African dream. That's really nice. Uh, so do you think that, how do you think that will affect Africa? If, if the old countries become one or if they unite and do things uh, in the same way or with the unity, how do you think that will affect Africa? I will start with the some of the the uh, uh, these uh, uh, 
uh, part, if I may call it, uh, like we have a East African uh, community. So like, if you can see how East African community has started, uh, so the way uh, countries uh, ha are having the, the same uh, idea, even if sometimes uh, it doesn't work as we expected, uh, but you can see that some of this, those five countries that started the AIC have uh, just uh, increased in their uh, economy. Uh, through that, they have just uh, have the same uh, vision, just like say, uh, let's uh, lower uh, the revenues that add our, our borders so we can have uh, uh, some vision. So if we all the, those 54 countries just unite together, uh, we will not even just uh, have those foreign countries just to colonize us uh, in this uh, era uh, called neocolonization. Uh, I think that will be not so easy for them just to break through in, because uh, the idea will just uh, first we'll go through all the countries so we can have a, a same uh, a conclusion on whether they will just have uh, some impact on our continent. But if we, if we, those or we are not together, so I think it won't be uh, easy for them to break through. So the imp the first impact is that we have a uh, a better uh, a, a better vision just for the first, and the second, uh, if you can see. Uh, now some countries of Africa are developing in both economic and uh, even technology. So imagine those uh, countries that have uh, developed developed yet or in developing, just to net with the, the one that they are underdeveloped and in developing. So imagine what will happen. So we have uh, a better uh, economy uh, same as that we have a uh, skillful skillful people just to come up and start using those these raw materials that are being uh, imported in those foreign countries just to use them and uh, we, they we give them the raw materials but they don't give even give us the the finished product they give us the last uh, the last uh, uh, category of what they they have just done huh? so if we united, I think that would be so possible just to use our low materials and like how they, the, those foreign countries use them. Thank you very much. Uh, that's really a big insight from what you have told us. I think that would be really nice if it happened. But do you think that is something that can be achieved or it, it will just keep being a dream? Because sometimes we have bigger dreams that cannot become a reality. Do you think that can be achieved or it is possible? Yeah. Uh, there's a saying that say, says that uh, nothing is possible. Uh, everything is possible. Uh, but what matters is time. Uh, we still have a time <laughs> for sure. Just uh, for example, uh, if you have heard those uh, things that ha was happening in West Africa, those cool data, that has that has happening. Uh, I don't think that at the, uh, the 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 country owners. I mean the national the national uh, people that uh, 
come up with that idea of just removing uh, some of president that are leading. Uh, I think it's the uh, external force that use them uh, to push the, the current president uh, to go away. Uh, so this will take a time. Uh, it will take a time just to, to achieve this goal because uh, we need uh, to give the, uh, this, uh, ourselves education. So we need to have an education on, on how we know things is different from how things is. Uh, so uh, if I may say, uh, it's, it's like those foreigners have injected us uh, uh, things of greedy. So I, I, if you can see those uh, presidents, yes, they being elected and then they, uh, so they have said, uh, we will do this and do this and do this, but when they get on the chair, so they stop thinking about what they have uh, said as their goals. So they started feeding themselves and their families uh, without looking at how people are. So I think the, the true definition of a reader is that is the person who, who looks after and, uh, the people he, he leads. And then he know what they want, how they want it, and when they want it. But uh, some of us are still uh, not knowing what they want. So we're still uh, looking for ourselves. But if these things change, uh, the education, and uh, we can even refer to uh, those uh, uh, heroes of our continent, uh, Nelson Mandela, Sankala, uh, Julius Nyerere, and even uh, this guy, uh, Kwame Nguluma. So if we just uh, uh, look at how they did things and then we learn from them, I think we achieve this, even if it will take a uh, hundred years, but uh, for sure, I, uh, this will be achieved. Thank you very much. Uh, but... Uh, the education that Nelson Mandela had is the same as the education system that we are having now. And uh, maybe our future generation will have the same education. But Nelson Mandela has the different idea about the, how he sees the continent, how he sees the, the people of Africa. And yesterday I was watching some documentary about young Africans who are dying, trying to go to Europe in Northern Africa. So how do you think education will change or how education can change to change our minds to, to love Africa? Because like you said, the, the education needs to change so that we can start working for our dreams, start, so that we can start working for African dream. But the same education Nelson Mandela had is the same education we have. So there is something else which is different from education, which drives Nelson Mandela to do what he did. So how can that thing also drive us? We, uh, I mean, you, you can explain it in your way. All right. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, the education I was uh, saying is that the, this in college, in primary school, and <laughs> in secondary school, uh, when I, actually when I say education or when I hear education, I don't just uh, hear those or. Uh, uh, courses and lessons we get in school, but uh, uh, it's if I may call more more education, I don't know. But the education I want to mean is uh, whether just 
knowing what you want. So like studying, uh, just learning from uh, your ancestors. Like uh, uh, we had th those uh, our ancestors, they, they, they knew what they want. So they usually fight for what they want. But when you look at this time, uh, we don't fight for it. Just we sit and wait for it to come. Mm? Just like, uh, I think it's because of the, the, the wrong uh, time we have been uh, under uh, colonization uh, that have changed things uh, from, uh, from just, they have just created a gap from uh, our ancestors and even us. But the education knows to me is the moral education, just knowing uh, what you want actually and how you want it and how you achieve it. I think that's what they want to mean. Very nice, very nice. Uh, you explained something about the ancestors and I was going to ask something about ancestors. So it really uh, bring me to this point. You know, the, the ancestors from Nkrumah, you know, the Martin Luther King was also fighting for the slavery independence. And all of them had dreams. Like Kwame Nkrumah wanted to see one Africa. He, he wanted Africa to be one nation, one country. And, you know, Martin Luther King wanted to see the sons of slaves and son of slave owners sitting by the table of brotherhood with the future where the, the people will not be judged by the, their color of the, their skin, or, but they will be judged by the content of their character. So do you think that dream has changed or it's the same dreams that we are still fighting for? like the, the one for the Martin Luther King. They fought for it, and then after some time, they, they died. But is it the same dream we are still fighting for? Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, I mean, say that uh, now seems different, <laughs> uh, but I don't know why. Uh, but according to what the Luther, uh, Luther King and Muhammad uh, was uh, uh, dreaming about, and the one things to be. Uh, I think just for Ruta King, uh, I think uh, he has achieved some more because we, we still see uh, uh, less uh, racism in, in, in America. Uh, so you remember these uh, uh, things that happened uh, in the United States of America uh, these past years of, of, about the freight. And even when you, you look around and then you think, yeah, you say, uh, just they have tried their best. So well, what is there is just to, to keep on it. But nowadays when I look around and I see things that uh, have just uh, flipped over, mm, I may say that about when, let's talk about Africa, though, this uh, uh, dream of this Muruma uh, has, uh, has changed because it doesn't uh, seem to, to have that, that dream anymore. But what do we... I think we're dreaming is uh, uh, we want to have our things, just uh, use our things and not just sending them and uh, have uh, uh, those last uh, pro produ produced products. But uh, we, uh, we want that first, just to have uh, using our own. And then and, uh, maybe later they were just thinking how we can unite together. Uh, but I've heard, uh, I've heard uh, in, in, on this uh, post saying that 
uh, he has a, also a dream that uh, the Africa will be one and have uh, a same uh, one president and even have uh, a same language, which is Kiswahili. Uh, I think maybe he was uh, referring to uh, what the Murumo was uh, thinking about. And even Muhammad Gaddafi has this kind of uh, having the same cadence. But it seems like uh, we have to achieve it either uh, next 50 or 60 years, maybe. But we still have a little dream on uh, what they had dreamed. Yeah, that, that's nice. Um, yeah, you, you said something about resources, and I remember something I read. Uh, it said that African, through its resources, provide aid to the whole world except for Africans which means that the, the resources for Africa doesn't help Africans. They just help the whole world without Africa. That's something sad. It's not really something that we can be proud of. It needs to be changed because if we have something, we should be the first people to be benefited from that thing, like especially from the natural resources which we have in our land, from the, the land we have larger land in Africa, which can be used to grow crops and and be people who are, are worthy in, in food. We don't, we don't have to, to fight for food. We don't have to fight for something like that because we, Africa is rich and we should do our best to try to utilize our, our resources. And I talked something about food <laughs> and I remembered uh, it's one teacher who, he was my teacher and he used to tell us that what we need in Africa is just someone who can give us food. We don't need anything else. We just need someone who can yeah. give us food. We, other things, we don't care. So for me, that, that phrase means that we should not do anything. Or even if we do something, it should be just for food. So what does that, <laughs> that phrase mean to you? When someone says, what Africans just need is food, what does it mean to you? Do you think other things we don't need them, or it's just some people who are still who still need to be educated? Right. Uh, in the first, I was saying that it seems like you have been injected of greedy. I just I may not offend the, the teacher who said that, but uh, actually uh, it's because of uh, the the moral education I was saying he has uh, from way either uh, community and uh, parents or or society. Uh, just for him or her, just to to see it as a, if I get, if I eat and sleep, just nothing else I want. We 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 need to change the, those understanding. Just like it's not about feeding our, our our stomachs, not just feeding our family only. Maybe let's say we just we give this and then we have the food. So what about the next time if we we are out of the things that we're just giving and then have uh, this food. Is that uh, we are not just thinking on uh, her next. So we want just to play uh, an infinite, infinite game with the finite mind. Uh, uh, lastly, I was uh, just reading the this book of uh, Infinity Game. And then they came that sometimes we play an infinite game with a finite mind. So we don't think whether tomorrow, how am I going to survive? Just we think of uh, things of today, but uh, if I may say on this thing, yes, I would say uh, let's not think about today, but let's think even about tomorrow. Just let's think of uh, we, for even the our our, our grand 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 sons and daughters that we just coming uh, 
when we are not here. Uh, so there's a code uh, that holds that doesn't uh, matter uh, what you have. Uh, what matters is that what you left. So if we left something that is tangible for the uh, for our granddaughters uh, and uh, sons, so this will be something that it's really good. Just instead of uh, just uh, thinking about ourselves and uh, our stomachs, take us to where we we our vision is. So we need just to to think of uh, what we want and then uh, have this kind of uh, scope to where we want to go. So what we want and how do we want uh, it to be? If we have just that understanding, so I think uh, the those sayings of the, the, that teacher won't want to bury you anymore. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. We have to, to leave something behind. Because uh, I had some man, he was in a discussion with Steve Harvey. He said that it does not matter what you leave with your children. What matters is what you left in them. Because what you left to them does not give them the power to make something for their own. But if you leave something inside them, it will make them do something for their own. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, before we finish, I have uh, another question. But yeah, it's not like a question, but you know, Africa has more than 50 nations. We have 54 countries. Every country has its own culture. You know, we have our culture in Rwanda. In Uganda, they have their own culture. In Nigeria, they have their own culture. In Liberia, in South Africa, they have the culture. They have the beliefs that they have, even though we may have some common beliefs, but they have something that they they have which is unique. So how can we release all those all those cultures to our dreams? You know, we have to be one nation. So how can those cultures help us to 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 become one nation? They are different. So it it's not easy to to combine something which is not different. So how, how can we relate those cultures? Uh, thank you. I, I think that also will be uh, an issue, even a big issue, because if you understand culture, also understand uh, understandings. So this brings a, a different understanding. With my point of view, uh, I don't think that we just matter much. If we get just to unite, so there will be uh, points. Uh, why, what, uh, why are we uniting? and uh, what will be uh, in common to all of us. So is it the culture or is it the how we do things? So I think uh, when I will say unite, I will not, uh, sorry, I, I, know, I only understand economy, just economics, just to, to have this kind of, in like in transportation, there will not be a need of uh, extra money, just to pay on on the border where uh, I want to export some goods, even if they're just money, but uh, not just as much as now it is. So I think for this time, it's not easy just to to have uh, goods from Rwanda to Nigeria. So that's, uh, it requires much money just to try to export your goods in Nigeria. If they say unite, I only understand just there will be uh, this uh, easy way just to to have a, a, a trade in between the, the, the uh, in the continent. Uh, when you say unite, I only understand that it will just be easier just to in immigration, just to, to go from one country to another. That's how I understand it. So 
I think that one just touched on the culture because that cannot be possible just to change uh, a culture of people that have the origin of their, their country. So that cannot be easy just to have same culture and same beliefs. But I think they, what they want to mean that uh, we can have uh, same understandings on how to do business. That's how I understand Unite. I don't just understand it. People just uh, talk and even have the same culture, but in the economy, they will be the same. But I don't know if also the currents will be the same. But if that thing happens, I think even the others will also be easy to be happen. Okay, thank you. I... I think that should be a, a must. Yeah, the, the country should be the same. And yeah, the the language I, I think it's too far. We if we have one language, it might be English, I guess, because now we are using English to reach more Africans. But we are not using it Swahili because for myself I, I don't know much the Swahili, but it might be the, the language for Africa, but that's not now because now the common languages, English and French, and some of them, the traditional African language. Yeah, if we, ha- we want to be united, we must have the, the same way to communicate. It should be a mass and the money should be the same. I, I That's my, my point of view. So do you think that achieving African dreams should be only for people who are in Africa or even someone who left Africa, like people in diaspora, can, can also help in achieving the those dreams do you think how can someone in diaspora help in achieving those dreams all right so i will start on our country Rwanda. here i was talking to someone and then he told me uh, did you know that the number of uh, diasporas outside the the, the diasporas of Rwanda are somehow much bigger than the total number of citizens of Rwanda in, in Rwanda then say mm, how comes i may say that uh, we have this kind of domain in Rwanda program which we see that the nation just the the readers go outside and then uh, talk to them then remind who they are uh, so if you if you see now so someone just coming back to invest just to invest in Rwanda just to to, to increase the the economy of Rwanda so I would say that diasporas are outside the continent or even in the continent so because someone just uh, leave their country and go to the other country, but same continent. I would say that if they just went out just to seek uh, skills or even money, so they, they also need just to come back and help those that didn't have a chance to, to go outside too. Even this will reduce the, the, the this number of uh, migrants that are dying in the ocean, in the Mediterranean Sea, and even Pacific. I think if just they go outside and seek that skills and knowledge. So they need to just come back, just also share the skills and knowledge they have uh, to the local citizens. They, he can have what he went out searching for so that his children, his children cannot uh, go, he did or she did, or even just uh, uh, follow the path uh, of those migrants who uh, want to go to Europe through the Mediterranean Sea. And I think that the, the much number of them just died. And then, uh, but I don't know how they die, but uh, I think some also have been just murdered, just like being drowned in the, in the sea. But the diasporas uh, have to understand that they leave the country because of something. So they have just uh, to fight, not again, for others just to leave it too. Because he got that chance, not everyone had that chance. So... 
I think they w- they want to come back. They have to come back and just invest in Africa. That, that's really nice. They have to know that Africa is the only place that still has many opportunities in the world. And there is no other place like Africa with many opportunities like Africa have. They have to know that. And they have to ask themselves why people from other continents come to Africa poor and they live rich. They have to know that and, and grab that opportunity to come back. That, that's what I can tell every Africa who is outside. And uh, I guess you asked about how they die. <laughs> I, I saw a video last, last night uh, and it was really sad because uh, did you know that there are two cities in Africa which belongs to Spain in Northern Africa? Yeah. Yeah, there are two cities that yeah. belong to, to Spain in Morocco. So those cities yes. have the border of the, the fences, fences which has the, the military-grade security. So some people try to, to climb those fences and they die in the progress because they have many, many securities, something which cut people. And most of them, even if they, they go out of them, that fences, they, 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 they are severely injured and most of them die in the progress. So th- that's really sad for someone who loves Africa. So we should learn to love our continent, Africa. So Francis, as we finish, um, I'd like to give you a chance to ask me a question, any question. All right, thank you. Uh, I-, I thought you were going to conclude, but I uh, also had this question. According to you, uh, this, let's suppose that you have uh, a children and you have this money. Will you take your children outside of the continent just to have uh, better skills so that you can come or she can come back and invest in Africa? Or... You would raise him or her in Africa and then send him or her outside the, con- the continent? Or how will you do it? Well, that's really a hard question. <laughs> I did not expect that. But, you know, when we are raising children, we, we decide for them until they, they become the, to the level of where they can decide for themselves. So what parents in Africa need to do like from my point of view, they, they need to train their, their children because I might send my children outside Africa and they go and forget Africa. And you might expect them to come back and invest in Africa, but they might not. So what I can do is making sure that they get the education they need in Africa. If I have money, I, I, I can be able to, to do what, what I want for them. Like if I want them to get skills, I can buy them. I can buy them equipments to learn with. I can pay. There are some decent schools here in Africa, which which give them, which gives the the basic the best quality, best quality education that than some in Europe, so or in America. So I can pay for that in Africa, so that he can or he or she can grow with the ability to, to see how Africans are living and grow my children to, to have the mindset of solving African problems. Because you see, if someone goes out of Africa, I think it really becomes hard for them to, to know the actual Africa problems. They, it becomes hard for them to understand how Africans are living. So what I will do is just pay for them the schools in Africa. And when they decide to go outside Africa, after they get to the age of deciding for themselves, I can let them. But before that time, I cannot let them leave Africa. I can just pay.
pay them to study in Africa. All right. So the reason why I asked you, uh, lastly, uh, I was watching a, a documentary called The Mask We Live In. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a documentary just talking about uh, how we think of uh, these uh, foreign countries as uh, a paradise. Uh, but uh, they say that it's a hell. Just uh, also, uh, His Excellency said, uh, why are you just uh, getting your, your sons and daughters uh, outside the country uh, thinking that you're, you're raising them wisely or just you're giving them uh, poison? You are poisoning them. Uh, actually, uh, we don't need just to go outside just to seek. Uh, no, we don't want, we, uh, we don't have just to send our kids. Uh, just to be lazy outside. So I think uh, it will be better if they're just lazed in the country. Uh, so at the age that they will feel that they want just to go out and see the, the other world, maybe they can go. But I have the, this uh, moral education I was saying. Uh, so and, and also parents uh, need to, ch- to teach children's, their children how they, what they have and even history. So we need just to, to teach them how to fight for themselves, just not uh, uh, waiting for things just to happen, just to do things before it happens. Yeah, that's what I can say, if it's, maybe it's the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, it was challenging for me after you asked me, so I had to, to think about something, but I really mean it, that, that's what I should do. And that's what I can do. So um, thank you, Francis, for this great and powerful conversation we had. I hope many Africans can can see this video and I wish it could happen because most of the time we don't do things because we don't know. And that's why this podcast might help and it will help. If people watch it, it changes something on them, changes something in their thinkings and and how they see things. And I wish that can be a reality. Our dreams, we can make them a reality through working hard. I thank you, Francis. And thank you for accepting my invitation. This is my lovely Africa podcast. And see you next time. See you.